1: Episode 63, Route to Retire. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So how's your day going today, Katie? Bright and early, Monday morning?
2: No, it's, it's funny not. It's uh, like Wednesday evening. Right,
1: but this is going to be out on Monday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we're in the future already and everyone else is in the past. It's kind of sad. It's like a new level of meta you know like we're recording this now pretending it's monday morning but it's actually wednesday the week before okay no nothing
2: no no i for whatever reason i feel like that's kind of like star trekky
1: i mean it can be whatever you want it to be really
2: okay so (laughs) we talked to jim from route to retire on this episode we
1: did and he's done a lot It was
2: a lot of fun. And so quick story, he's moving. He's making quite a big move.
1: And what's the reason he's moving?
2: Because he is achieving the dream and retiring.
1: At the meager age of 44 years old. Mm -hmm. It's quite the achievement. And
2: he has kids.
1: Yeah, and he's managed to reach a major financial milestone, which we'll talk a bit about in the episode. But I think it's amazing. I think it proves that. FIRE is not just for people that don't have kids. Like you can achieve financial independence and early retirement at like whatever your condition is. As long as you're willing to sort of set about a plan and, you know, find a way to get there, you can definitely achieve it.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So he is moving to another country. And you are from another country. I am. So I've actually been holding this question in. But what was like the big change when you moved to America?
1: The big change?
2: You came to America like a pilgrim.
1: I mean, it's actually funny you ask. I was actually chatting to one of my friends back in South Africa today. And he basically was asking me that exact same thing. He's like, what's the biggest change that's like, It's been like changing everything and like moving countries and stuff. And
2: and besides the fact of like you don't have a ten foot wall in front of your house.
1: Well, that was the first thing I said. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm from South Africa, where crime's a real big deal. So every property has got like these massive fences and.
2: No, no, no. They are not fences. (laughs) They are concrete walls with barbed wire on top of them.
1: Right, but they should actually get South Africans to build the wall that Trump wants. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but I would say like the biggest difference is just the freedom you know for lack of a better word like in america there's sort of the the thought process that you can do anything you want to do be anyone you want to be and you know like it's your life and you make whatever you want to make out of it
2: wow that was really really nice
1: (laughs) anyway should we dive right into our interview
2: yeah let's see what he's expecting moving
1: awesome let's do it
0: Wealth. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
1: Hey, Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Jim with us. Jim, from Route to Retire, is an aspiring early retiree with plans to take his family to move Panama once he's retired from his IT job. Jim's posts have been featured on sites such as Rockstar Finance and his blog has been on Modest Monday Top Finance blogs. Welcome Jim. Welcome. Hi guys, thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, of course. So real quick, uh, tell us a little something that we don't know about you. We know that you're about to move to Panama and you're aspiring to be an early retiree, but what is something else?
3: Something, something fun, or yeah. something uh, you don't know. You know, something fun. I can, I can walk on my hands. That's kind of fun. But uh,
2: really,
3: <laughs> do, do you do that in the shower or? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can walk on my hands too, but only in the swimming pool.
3: Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like the so, water no gravity <laughs> thing.
2: It's impressive, though.
1: I love it. <laughs> so Panama, um, I know my folks were actually. Chatting high level about maybe retiring there, but did you have a second
3: choice? Uh, well, that's kind of a, a tough one. I mean, Panama's got a lot of the characteristics that you know in, intrigued us all in one place. Uh, I think if we left, if we decided to pick a different country, it, it'd probably be Costa Rica as a close second. But uh, we we never got a chance to visit that, so I don't. I don't. It's hard to say for sure. But if we stayed here in the U.S., we'd probably consider Tennessee. That's got the middle of line weather. And uh, we've been there for a few vacations and really like it there. I've
1: heard absolute nightmares with the uh, Costa Rican, all the power there.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> so um, most retirees we have spoken to don't have kids. Has having a family made your um, fire roles or your fire goals harder to achieve?
3: Uh, I, you know, I think there's a misconception that you can't reach fire if you have kids. I mean, yes, kids cost money and probably slow things down a little, but personally, I don't, I don't think they cost as much as some of the articles out there that you read. Uh, You know, they, they estimate that it costs over $230,000 to raise a a, a child through age 17. And and that doesn't even include college. I mean, that's, that's over $13,000 a year. And and I I don't buy that. I think it's just kind of like the families that spend more than they make, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. We're, we're proof of that. We're, Ah, uh, planning to reach financial independence uh, with kids on on a modest income. You know, we've taken into account our our daughters' expenses into our numbers, and I, I don't have any concerns that we'll be too low on that either.
2: I was excited to talk to you today because we actually went out with my brother on Sunday, like two days ago, and he has three kids, and we were talking about early retirement and everything and what it would take. And he was like, "Who are you talking to?" That is an early retiree, I guarantee you they don't have kids. <laughs> Surprise! It turns, yeah, as it turns out, everybody that we have talked to that was an early retiree, I don't think any of them have had kids. Have they?
1: No, they haven't. But I also think, like, if you want to do FIRE, that's a mindset. It isn't just a, oh, you know, just because I have kids, I can't do it, you know? I, I think a lot of people, they just assume that, oh, if you if you have kids, you're never going to do it. And I think it's really a a choice that happens at home between, well, in your family and you really have to all be on the same page.
3: So true. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, I mean, it, you know, it could be the small things if, you know, if you're at the, the store buying your kids everything and, you know, Christmases are running a thousand dollars a piece. Well, yeah, you're going to, you're going to run into those big numbers. But, uh, you know, if you, if you're, children understand money i think you're going to be further ahead than you would be otherwise
1: yeah definitely and i think a lot of parents think that throwing more money at their children will make them happier
3: that doesn't work
2: (laughs) we don't know we don't have children (laughs) but that's what we hear i actually just read um an article the other day about how somebody i forget who it was her parents didn't really buy Christmas presents or birthday presents because they didn't want to teach their children that love came in the form of a gift.
3: That's interesting. Mm. That's uh, interesting. that's great.
2: It was a definitely different kind of take, especially to like what my family did. When I was growing up for Christmas, my mom would wrap just about anything. Like there were years I got like Q-tips and like a hairbrush for Christmas. <laughs> Along with other things, but like literally from like Halloween on I did not get anything anything my mom bought me she wrapped and put under the Christmas tree
3: (laughs) yeah that's that's actually kind of funny we uh uh, my wife and I before we had our daughter we uh had a Christmas where we were we're trying to be frugal and we decided let's go to the dollar store and we each spent twenty dollars and wrapped each other twenty dollars worth of of miscellaneous gifts, like Q-tips, like you're talking about. And and I will tell you what, it was the funnest Christmas I think we we ever had. It was great.
1: (laughs) It just goes to show that money doesn't make you happy.
3: (laughs) Right. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Okay. So you're planning your early retirement and everything, but what about your wife? Is she also going to be retiring when you move to Panama or will she be working?
3: Mrs. R (laughs) to R? Yes. Yes. She's going to be done working actually in the near future and then working on some entrepreneurial things until we move to Panama. And then once we get settled there, she's planning to look at some volunteer opportunities. It's kind of nice because she'll have the opportunity to find her passion without having to worry about money.
2: Absolutely.
1: We actually chatted to Tanya from Our Next Life, and she was saying that one of the things that's really been interesting is trying to keep yourself busy and sort of find goals that will sort of, you know, like that you can strive towards to still feel that you have a sense of purpose. What would you say are some of the goals that you are looking to achieve once you're retired?
3: So that's a great question. It's kind of an interesting dynamic, um, you know, that gets confused in the, in the FI community. Cause I, I plan to quit my job at the end of 2019, you know, we'll be financially independent, but I still, plan to bring in some income through my blog and some other projects that I find interesting. Um, You know, we won't be relying on the income. It'll be icing on the cake. But I want to spend more time on my blog. I'd I'd like to write another couple of books. Uh, I wrote a couple books over the past few years. But now I want to do a personal finance book and maybe a kid's book. And then I just want to try all kinds of things that I haven't had time for right now. like (laughs) Things like starting a garden or, or learning martial arts, things like that.
2: Things that really like feed your soul and that you look forward to doing instead of just sitting in a cubicle all day.
3: You got it. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, it, it'd be great to think you can just uh, sit on a beach sipping uh, pina coladas for uh, every single day. But I think that yeah, it'd, it'd be fun for a little bit, but I think it'd get old after maybe a week or so, you know. I was going to say three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. All right. All right. <laughs>
2: So what topics do you think are still really important and need to be addressed more in the personal finance space?
3: Hmm. Uh, You know, the the focus always tends to be on the money side of things and that's okay. You know, if your numbers don't work, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, But in relation to fire, you don't see as much on the post retirement side of things. Like what are you going to do once you quit your job? I mean, things are going to be changing dramatically and, and people need to be prepared to be retiring to something. They got to be prepared for some of the mental and emotional challenges that are going to be taking place. You know, e- even, a, even something simple like gabbing with your coworkers, that changes on a dime. That could be a big deal for a lot of people.
2: So what are you uh, expecting to be like a big change that you're going to have to adjust to?
3: So, so, so we have the the double adjustment. I'll be quitting my job and then we're moving to a foreign country on top of it. So, uh, so that's a double whammy. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think we can anticipate everything. Uh, I kind of like that. I have the blog as kind of a, a bridge through retirement, you know, to, to have something we're kind of taking with us, but I mean, everything's going to be changing from my my daughter's schooling to uh, to not working at all. I mean, this is this will be interesting.
1: When did you know that you wanted to go the fire routes, and how sort of long would you say that you need to, you know, like get your head around? Okay, this is what I want to achieve, and it's like sort of plan it out. It's like how how? Or let me rephrase that. How do you sort of go about establishing a plan and being like, all right, well. I will need X amount of dollars and it's going to take me this long to
3: accumulate it. So uh, it, it, does wing it just count at all? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, uh,
2: I feel like that's how I have done most of my life, actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it works to a point. I mean, if you have the right direction, I mean, that helps to a point. When when I first you know started, well, let's put it this way. When I had my daughter and realized that I had to go back to work and I couldn't be there every day with her. That was miserable for me. And at that point it was like, okay, it's time to, to step up and, and figure some of these things out. And she's seven now, but um, yeah, at, at that time we had already owned one rental property and I said, okay, let's, let's get things going. And we decided to get another rental property. But you know, as far as the specific numbers and calculations go, I didn't even know about the FIRE community until probably probably a few years ago. And, you know, there's some amazing stuff out there. You look at Mr. Money Mustache with, uh, I believe his post is called, the shockingly simple numbers to retirement or something along those lines. And he actually breaks down a chart of, hey, if you save this percent of your income, this is how many years it's going to take you to retire. It's amazing.
2: It's all math. It's actually quite impressive if you actually sit back and think about it people are putting off their retirement for years and years and years just because they're spending frivolously
1: but i also think it's a lot more achievable than what people make it out to be you know like a a lot of people have this mindset that oh early retirements i'll never be able to get there you know and without sort of Doing a bit of research and figuring out if that's what you want. Like people will just keep going along. Like they'll be staying in debt, you know, without an active plan. And it's so important with finances, just in general, to have some kind of a plan and some sort of a roadmap in terms of where you want to get to.
3: So true, a- absolutely, yeah. There, there's uh there, there's there's no doubt that that's what people need to start doing. You know, they need to. But I, I think I think what it comes down to is. A lot of people don't even realize that it's possible to reach early retirement. And if you don't know it's possible, how do you know the right path to go down? It's great to say, yeah, people are going to retire early. But if you don't really understand that, that yeah, this is a, a feasible opportunity, you're not going to know the direction to go. It's almost
1: like it's something they should teach in school. Be
3: like, and there's this option that no one told you about. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That's something that I'm already teaching my daughter about.
2: Well, yeah, for a long time, it never even occurred to me that people actually did retire early. I think it's something that nobody talks about. And until recently, I never thought about retiring early and nobody that I ever talked to, even people who seemed like they have their finances in order, they would always just kind of assume that they were going to retire when they're basically dead. But then, <laughs>
1: yeah, but then there's also the other misconception of oh that person is doing so well look at all the look at how big his house is or look at how yes. great her car is and just because people own nice assets doesn't mean that they are financially on any sort of plane that they should be on. In fact, if very often if people were to just scale back, that's half the battle
3: so true and and i think that was pointed out in the millionaire next door i mean that that was an eye-opening book that said exactly what you're talking about Dennis they you know it the looks can be deceiving and they usually are in most cases it's usually going to be the your your millionaires that are going to be living in smaller houses and you know having a modest lifestyle it doesn't mean you have to be uh cheating yourself out out of anything it's it's just scaling things back a little bit to where you're comfortable.
1: Very true. And if I remember correctly, Warren Buffett is still in the first house that he bought. It was like worth 10,000 or something. Back when he bought it. <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable, right?
1: It's crazy. I, I
2: mean, I can kind of appreciate that. I loved the first house I bought. I thought it was perfect. I would have lived there forever, if
1: I could have. <laughs> and uh Mark Zuckerberg still drives a Prius, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to see them setting good examples, though.
2: So on that kind of a topic, what kind of advice would you give to somebody in their early 20s or late 20s, early 30s who want to achieve this kind of early retirement lifestyle? Where would you tell them to start?
3: So, you know, first things first, you know, if you're in consumer debt, like we were just talking about, you got to get out of that ASAP. I mean, all your focus should be on that. But, you know, once you're at that point, then it kind of becomes a reexamination of where you're at and then making changes accordingly. You know, if you're spending money on crap, that needs to go. Uh, but if if you're in a good paying job, that might be enough. If you can get your savings rate high, you know, aim for 50%, automate your savings, invest in low cost index funds. You're going to be miles ahead of everyone you know. But, you know, if you're in a low paying you know, field or you have no plans to get out of it, you don't want to cut back on your lifestyle, then you got to start looking at other streams of income, starting a side hustle or looking at other ways to make more money, like, like real estate. Or blogging. or well, <laughs>
2: Eventually <laughs> that is not a quick thing. <laughs> that's blogging. that's a tough one.
3: <laughs> it can be done, but it's a battle.
1: is <laughs> we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you're struggling with student loan debt, you should consider refinancing your loans. And we've got the perfect resource for you over here at Chain of Wealth. Head over to chainofwealth.com slash credible. They will be redirected to Credible's site and you'll get given $300 if you decide to refinance with them. It's a fantastic deal. You can get a much lower interest rate and end up saving literally thousands of dollars over a long period of time. So definitely check out chainofwealth.com
3: credible.
2: All right, Jim. So why do you think people struggle or fail to achieve their dreams?
3: Uh, I think that when a lot of folks try something and they run into a hurdle, they just give up. And and I don't think that's specific to personal finance, but I think it's it's everything in life. You know, if we're talking about real estate, you'll hear stories about people who dipped a toe in and they run into an issue. So they they X out real estate as a horrible asset class, you know, or but it could be that could be anything. That could be dieting or exercise. You know, a lot of people get started, they don't see immediate results and they quit or they fall off the wagon a couple of times and just completely bail. If if you want success, you can't give up.
1: You also hear people going mining and they stop one feet short of whatever they're trying to mine for. <laughs> yes,
3: absolutely.
2: Well, and I can relate that. So right now I'm reading um Think and Grow Rich, and I feel like that's the theme throughout the entire book.
3: That's and that's a good book. I you know, I I actually think I'm about halfway through that book right now.
2: Are you? Well, I think I'm i I'm only about halfway through too. I'm on chapter seven, I think. I'm actually listening to it. I'm not reading it. But the, the whole way through, like, it just goes after, like, one story after another of how this person didn't quit and everything. I think I have figured out the secret. I'm not going to tell it or anything. But, Spill it.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ruin it for
3: everyone else out there.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll just make the work easy. Well, do you think you have figured out the secret?
3: Uh, have I figured out the secret? No, I think I mean, I think it's you just you keep going. That's it. You got to have the mindset and just keep going.
2: Well, that's what I thought the secret was, too. And at first I was like, there's no way that it's that simple of a secret. And then I kept, re- I kept listening and listening. And then Dennis was also listening to it. And I was, we were talking about it. And now I'm convinced. Like, you just have to go for it and you can't quit.
1: Yeah, I, I think whatever you focus on becomes your reality.
3: So true. So true.
2: So Yes. I know on your blog, you have a whole list of your favorite books and your favorite podcasts. But do you have one or two that you could share with us here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I need to update that list anyway. But uh, um Chain of Wealth. (laughs) Well, of course, that's that's at the very top. (laughs) You know, and besides Chain of Wealth, uh, you know, the Choose FI podcast is amazing. Jonathan and Brad came out of nowhere. And, and those guys are fantastic and, you know, chock full of great information. Um, and I also like the afford anything podcast with uh, Paula pant. She's so smart and entertaining to listen to, um, you know, as far as books goes, you know, for me, like a lot of people, I think rich dad, poor dad was the big eye opener, but his cash Cash Flow quadrant book really helped me understand that there are better options other than just working a nine to five for the rest of my life. um, And, and I was going to also mention, we, we already talked about the millionaire next door that puts you into the minds of millionaires. That's, that's a perfect pick.
2: And I feel like for a long time, a millionaire mindset to me anyway, was like section mystery. Like I never really knew what people who made a lot of money did differently than regular people, except I always thought they got better educations and they had jobs where they made more money but now as i've gotten older i've realized that that's not the case
3: so what's the what's the answer tell us katie please <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i'm like, i'm only halfway through but i'm sticking to you can't quit and, okay. you, and you have to be a little bit innovative you have to think a little bit outside of the box and and take a risk which is hard for me because i'm not a exceptionally big risk taker but you have to put yourself out there and kind of hope for the best sometimes.
3: And it's, and it's achievable to do. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't think that's possible to become a millionaire and, and obviously, uh, you know, a million bucks ain't what it used to be, but at the same time, it, it's a big deal to get to that point. And I think a lot of people can get there and the younger you are, the more risks you can take and, and put yourself further ahead.
2: Right, and I've also been listening to um how I built this with Guy Raj like all the time and listening to those stories of people who have made huge successes and in every single episode there is at least one or two major times where it's it just like their their growth came to a halt
3: wow and I, I haven't heard that before that's that's interesting,
2: yeah, it's Definitely inspiring. If you need like a little bit of a pick me up, like, oh, that person it sounds completely normal. Like Kate Spade was my favorite, not just because like I've loved her purses and everything forever, but like her story was so relatable to just like a regular person.
3: I'm going to have to check that out.
2: Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so do you have a favorite quote?
3: So this is a new one I heard recently and really liked it. It's uh, you're not going to master the rest of your life in one day. Just Relax master the day, then just keep on doing that. That was from uh, Steve Weir, who I, I believe is a superintendent at a school.
1: Jim, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last potting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye.
3: I would say uh, something I heard from Paula Pant's podcast just sticks with me. And I think it's fantastic advice. It's don't trade today's happiness for tomorrow's. You know, as I as I went down the path toward fire, I started pinching too many pennies. Uh, but those words made me wake up and realize you got to enjoy today as well. You might not make it till tomorrow.
2: You got to live every day.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. Very, very true. Chain, as we've been hanging out with Jim from, from Route to Retire. You can check out his website at route to dot com and decide if fire is right for you. It's really not as hard as you think it is. And it's definitely achievable. Chainers, we've absolutely loved hanging out with you today and we would love to continue the conversation with you head over to Twitter you can find us at Chain of Gold and let us know what you think of the show and if you have any questions for us catch you guys next time